Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Traveling in Ireland podcast. I'm really excited today to be chatting with Marie Brennan, who is the events manager for Shannon Heritage. Now, if you haven't heard of Shannon Heritage, it's really likely that you've heard of some of their um, attractions or destinations. So I'm very excited to introduce you. Um, Marie, so can you tell me what what exactly is Shannon Heritage? Well, hi, Jody, and it, it's lovely to be chatting to you again. And uh, I, I remember when we met over <laughs> in Milwaukee, we, we had such a, such a great time and a, and a really lovely podcast from there, and uh, it was great. So oh, thank uh, it's you. great to be talking to you. Um, so, Jody, yeah, I, I've just re- in recent months, I've become the events manager here at Bunratty Castle and Faux Park and at King John's Castle. And uh, there's lots and lots of stuff going on with Shannon Heritage. Shannon Heritage is the company which operates these attractions. Um, the primarily we have Bonadi Castle Folk Park, mm-hmm. King John's Castle. Um, re- more recently, we are now running the GPO Visitor Centre in Dublin. Mm-hmm. We also operate Malahide Castle and Gardens in Dublin. We operate uh, Craganone, which is in County Clare, mm-hmm. and it deals with life at the Bronze Age. We operate Dungura Castle, which is on the shores of Galway Bay in Galway. And uh, what am I? Am I leaving it? Oh, Napo Castle. Napo, yes. A lovely gem in, in, in the rolling hills of Clare called Napo Castle, where we operate our medieval banquet. So um, oh, I, I could talk all day about these attractions. <laughs> Some of these attractions have, as you know, they have things going on at night time. We have the mm-hmm. medieval banquet, which goes on at both Bunratty, uh, Napogue, and Dungora Castle. Mm-hmm. And we have an Irish night, which operates in our corn barn here at Bunratty. So, and then all the others operate by day. And as, I, as you mentioned recently, I, I became the events manager. So we're, we're putting on events right throughout the year. Now, we would have your annual events that would happen, as, as you know, we're in autumn now so it's coming up to Halloween mm-hmm. so we have our Halloween events operating very very soon and you know we obviously after that then we'll have Christmas and the Santa experience here at Bonratti but we're constantly adding new experiences all the time and not just at a season you know to do with the season it's just I you know I would introduce events to do with you know the medieval the whole medieval experience or to do with falconry or archery and all those kinds of things. So we're always trying to come up with new ideas. And, uh, you know, people love that. People just love to be able to come on site and, and, you know, see what's going on on that particular day at our our attractions, you know? Oh, I I do. And and I have to say your your sites, um, especially Bunratty Castle, has always been a family favorite for us. And yeah, we were and there. Napogue well. yeah. yeah. has a special yeah. place in yeah. my heart after spending three nights yeah. in the castle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Bunratty, I think, is is probably kind of your gem, the gem in your crown, the, the big one. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, you're right, Jody. It's probably the very best known. And I think that's got to do with a number of things. It's got to do with the fact of its location. We're mm-hmm. located very close to Shannon Airport. We're located located in the middle of the west coast, um, very very close to the Wild Atlantic Way, which is absolutely phenomenal, as you mm-hmm. know, in Irish tourism at the moment. And right. it's really taken the hearts and and um, you know taken taken everyone's desire, and and uh, people are really enjoying doing and experiencing the Wild Atlantic mm-hmm. Way. So we're we're very we're very close to that route, which is wonderful. But I also, I think Bunratty has huge renown and huge, I think, respect 
of both Irish people and uh, people from overseas because it's such an amazing place to visit. I mean, the castle was built in 1425. There's so many stories that go back to do with the whole development of the castle, which is so exciting as well. And if you think back to the 1940s and 1950s, when Ireland wasn't such a, you know, right. a highly developed place, you know, tourism was just in its infancy. Uh, the castle was a ruin. I remember my dad, he's a farmer, and he used to back his tractor into the ruins, you know, of, of the castle. Oh, my was, gosh. While it, while it, yeah, while it was a ruin, it was in impeccable condition. And it, it always holds a really um, great place in my heart because the person who came up with the wonderful idea of restoring it, Brendan O'Regan, you know, he, mm-hmm. he was so interested in spearheading tourism and helping the development of the area. So not only was it about protecting and, and preserving these fantastic sacred places, but it was also about economic necessity. It was about helping people to make a living, about putting Bonratti, putting County Clare on the map mm-hmm. and then encouraging people to come to fly into Shannon Airport to visit our wonderful attractions, to visit our, you know, great hotels and facilities in the area. And and it, it, Bonratti is intrinsic with the whole locality as well because, I mean, I've been working here for a great many years and many, many people who work here have been working here for a great many years. So you could have people working for 30, 40, 45 years, mm-hmm. you know, that, that their they're, that they're lifetime, and even when people retire, they tend to come back as kind of working on a very short time basis as an animator or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it never really leaves our hearts, I think, you know. And so it holds a very special place, as I say. And like I mentioned the castle, then you also have the 19th century folk park. So you've got two Irish experiences and Irish periods of history in one site. Um, And I think what's wonderful about our attraction here is that you're meeting Irish people. When you come into the park, immediately it's... There are Irish people at the desk. There's Irish people who, you know, are guided, doing guided tours. There are Irish people in the farmhouses. These are all local people who know the history and who know the significance of what we're doing. And I think that's very important. I to meet Irish people. I, and I can't agree yeah. more. I know that when I I talk to people. Um, who are planning their vacations, they have a worry that it's going to be kind of corny and it's, you know, more child focused than adult focused. And I know that I always tell them, you know, take your time and walk through and talk to people because you're going to be amazed at what you learn because the people who are there, you know, they they have a love of place and yeah, and and they'll share with you until you, you know, until you walk away. There's yeah, there's no true. end. Yeah. There's yeah. no end to the yeah. stories. That's true. And I think people here are very focused on that you enjoy yourself, that you have a good time. So, for example, when you walk into the Golden Vale Farmhouse, which is one of our farmhouses mm-hmm. here in the Folk Park, and it, you know, it dates back to 1890, that kind of thing. Right. And you have the ladies inside and they're dressed in period costume and they're baking. They're, you know, they're kneading the dough and they're making the pastry for the apple pies and they're doing some gritty bread which is you know baking on mm-hmm. the open fire you know as it was done in the 19th century and they're talking about how our parents our grandparents our great grandparents engaged in these activities how the houses were you know decorated how the houses were were um, maintained and you know the type of furnishings that the houses had i mean the, the lack of um running 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 water they had to go to the well for their water they had to um you know, they didn't have bathroom facilities. It's so, so different to the way we right. are now. And, they, you know, you can feel it. You can smell it. You can see it. It's the, the sense of touch, the, the, the idea of the senses, how your senses 
you know, create and combine to make all these great experiences as mm-hmm. well as hearing it recounted by our wonderful Banantee, the Banantee meaning the woman of the mm-hmm. house. So you meet great people when you come here who really love to engage with you, and I think that's what makes it pretty special, you know. It is, definitely. Now, sh- now um, Bunratty had a couple of new, a couple of changes this past year. Um, so when we went... We had a couple of great surprises, starting with the entryway, which yeah, was phenomenal. Um, yeah, glad, glad you like it, Jody. Yeah, we, 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 we put in a new entrance, and we actually doubled the size of our retail facility mm-hmm. at the entrance, and we added a wonderful new cafe, and we, we called it after O'Regan, Brendan mm-hmm. O'Regan, who's the, the, the man who spearheaded the, the wonderful ingenuity of the development of the castle back in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So as a tribute to him, that's the cafe is named after him. And then you come through to our admissions area and on into the folk park. And not only at the entrance did we add new things, but also internally we added this fantastic new fairy village. And the fairy village is, you know, I suppose it's a, a bid to those the, the little people in mm-hmm. our Irish mythology that Irish people have huge respect for. So, so the the fairy people, the um, the elves, you know, the people of, of uh, the, the um, these mystical, mystical creatures yes. that we have in, in our uh, mythology. And we have developed this absolutely, and I'm, I know you saw it when you came through, but it's just absolutely it, magical. It's it not is. It's just a fairy door. There's a whole village, there's a whole other world there that you can explore, that the children can explore. It's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, even, just even very recently now, we've, we've, um, we've added an area for, for our boys to enjoy the book oh, pirate section. So oh, that, fun. you know, you can, you know, really get that feel for, you know, how the, the pirates, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, their enjoyment of it, you know. So it's, uh, uh I, I, it's you know what it's. I don't like to talk about it too much because it's just something that you need to experience when you come here. It really is it, lovely. It is. And, and right beside it is this lovely pond and the sound mm-hmm. of the, the flowing water in the pond and uh, just it's it's just it's really cute and it's really nice. It yeah. it's incredibly well done. I know that uh, that we were enchanted by it. And oh, nice. you know because it, it wasn't just you know a little fairy door a little fairy house. It was. You could you could look at it and see this is the kind of fairy who lives here and and yeah, you know and almost make up exactly yeah. exactly yeah. it was it was yeah. wonderfully well done yeah that's right I'm glad you glad you <laughs> like this yeah well I and want we also, oh, yeah go ahead I was just going to say we also added quite a number of new animals mm-hmm. to, the, to the attraction so we have our cooney cooney pigs and we have our pygmy goats. Mm-hmm. And we've our Dexter cattle, and uh, yeah, everyone's really enjoying going around seeing, you know, our, all of our new animals. So they're they're wonderful as well. And we we obviously will be planning more engagements with with the animals as well in the coming season. You know, we'll be wanting people maybe to go with our caretakers to feed. Oh, yeah. nice. Sorry, and uh, you know, to so we'll be making more stories as well, and about the care of the animals and our Connemara, Connemara pony and uh, all of that. So, yeah, people love the animals here on site as well, you know. There's, yeah, there's the animals just, you know, they they bring in that, that rural feeling in such a wonderful yeah, way. Do. Yeah, they certainly do. Now, <laughs> I want to shift from Bunratty to King John's Castle, which is um, another very major attraction that you have. And 
you've not had that. You've you've been kind of uh, overseeing that for not a terribly long time, right? It's just been a few years. Well, no. Well, we it has been in our say remit for I would say about. 15, 20 years. Oh, wow, okay. That. But, but, it, but, but I think probably what you're referring to, Jody, is the fact that in 2013 we closed the castle mm-hmm. for just about, I think, four or five months where we did a fantastic refurbishment. So we yes. did a major refurbishment. Okay. And then, uh, you know, King John's Castle really, I don't feel, was on the tourist map or even on the, in terms of local Irish, uh, the, you know, the, the Irish people, indigenous people visiting the castle. It just, they weren't, it wasn't really taking people's imagination. So we thought, you know, we're not really telling the story of King John and King John's Castle very well. So we decided in 2013 to just completely turn that around Mm -hmm. and to tell the story in a very different way. And I think we succeeded very well in doing that because our visitor numbers within four months doubled. And ever since, people have been telling us how how well they enjoy the visit. You know, it's an incredible piece of history. I mean, there's 800 years of history. Right all tied up in King John's castle. And then you have this, you know, the, even the character of King John himself. I mean, he just, he was the brother of Richard the Lionheart, so he he existed in the time of Robin Hood and, and um, the Knights of the Round Table. So a very, very exciting era. But he himself was, I suppose, not the most uh, <laughs> popular of characters. And, uh, you know, his role was uh, he he became Lord of Ireland and he mm-hmm. wanted to conquer Ireland. And uh, he decided to use Limerick as his base mm-hmm. and to use it as actually as a base for his soldiers. So it was very much for colonization, for protection and protecting his interests, his lands, all of that. And also he used the site as the area for his mint. So he minted his mm-hmm. own coins, the coins that bore his emblem. So, you know, King John's Castle was very, very important, I suppose, in the, you know, in the, in the scheme of dominating Irish society and all of that. And when you come there, you, you, you learn about the history of both Ireland and Limerick and going back to the Celts and the year of the, um, the Arda Chalice, all of that, and when we were known as the Island of Saints and Scholars and then coming on to the Norman era. And, and the way the story is told is in a very tangible and real way. And you get to, you know, see these discovery drawers with, you know, implements from the various eras that we're referring to. You can learn about the Brehan laws, say, through um, um, through computer games, Mm -hmm. through, um, you know, which is a really interesting way to tell history, and certainly people really enjoy that, that um, it's through this audio imagery and, and, you know, uh, press button, touch button uh, Mm -hmm. uh, technology, and, and people absolutely love it. And so the, it's told, I suppose, in a myriad of ways, also through um, your audio, audio technology and through the guise of various characters, so um, characters who are in um, technological format. Um, and, you know, so you meet the, you meet the, the, the moneyer, mm-hmm. the man who looks after the mint. You will meet the, uh, the, the, the stonemason. Um, stonemason was extremely important to the fabric of King John's Castle because the castle, as you saw, Jody, it's a fantastic edifice, um, you know, made of stone. You house, as you know, hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of soldiers, but not any royal family. So very, very important that it couldn't be impregnated. So the stonemason and many, many stonemasons who worked there, they were very important to the fabric of the castle. 
And then you go on and you visit the various towers where you learn about the sheriff and you learn about all of the other characters who were kind of synonymous with the history. Mm-hmm. And this history is based on diaries that were found in the ground and in the ruins of the castle. And speaking of ruins, there's a ruin then in the centre of the courtyard, mm-hmm. which are the ruins of, the, of a medieval great hall. And you also have underneath the visitor's centre, you have the ruins of... Um, the pre-Norman houses or the Ostman houses. The Ostman were the, the the people who were there who came to Ireland before the Normans. Okay. And they had their home. They built some homes underneath mm-hmm. in this area. And as you know, archaeology is about layers and layers and layers of history. So we have this la- particular layer of history, which actually predates King John's castle itself. Right. So the castle that King John created in 1210. Um, came after these Osman houses, which are um, housed and protected underneath mm-hmm. this visitor centre. So it's kind of very interesting. It's kind of like you, you kind of have to stand back and think, my gosh, I'm standing on several layers of history when you <laughs> think about it that way. So then, then the, the, the attraction and the, the experience then brings you on to, say, Georgian Limerick and bring mm-hmm. you up almost to modern-day Limerick and to the period when believe it or not, in the 1950s when there was a shortage of housing, in the 1950s, there was a shortage of housing in Limerick, and there were council houses, you know, or corporation Mm -hmm. houses actually built inside the interior of the castle, which in today, in our own thinking, would be absolutely unheard of (laughs) to be using a site of its significance as a place for people to live in, you know, for council housing. But in those days, the significance of King John's was was kind of lost on on, on the people of of Limerick because, you know, because he would have been considered um, an object of domination. So, right. you know, we we would have required the, the space and why not use the space? And the, would you believe the people who lived in the grounds of King John's Castle in the courtyard are very, very proud of that. They're very proud that they lived in a period of history and that they lived, they were living history themselves because right. they formed part of that story. So it's a, it's a very interesting story. People find it fascinating. It it you know? really is. And actually, I had read about the the council houses that were there not that long ago, and it was just kind of an amazing thing to read about. You know, growing up inside the castle walls. But one one thing um, going through King John's Castle really makes you look at Limerick in a different way because for you know quite a period of time, Limerick was kind of a power center in Ireland, and you. You know, that's not what you think of when you think of yeah. Limerick. So it's it's really an eye-opening ex- experience yeah. and and definitely yeah. worth visiting when you're over there. Yeah, I think Limerick has always been a very progressive city. And it's always been very much a merchant city as well. It's mm-hmm. been huge merchandising, huge, you know, economy. You know, it, it has contributed a huge amount because they're, the, the shopkeepers, the development of... Um, Merchandising, the development of businesses, the, the development of you know, um, the whole like even the, when you think of the whole linen industry, the flower industry, you know, it's been fantastic. It's always been a thriving, thriving, thriving city, and uh, that we, we reflect that then in in our as you experience, you know, our as you go through the attraction, you, you know, you kind of get a feel for all that. So yeah, it's it's an important part I think of of our the whole makeup of our history here in. In Limerick, you know? Right, completely. Yeah. Let's move on to the evening events. You you kind of touched on that. You have three medieval banquets that run, but only, am I correct in saying that only one of them runs all year, or is it two yeah, that run year-round? Yeah. 
Well, Bunratty Castle runs all year round. And, you know, it, it's, it's got a huge tradition, really, at this stage, because it's been going on now for 54 years. Oh, wow. And, and we would have a banquet twice nightly. Now, obviously, this time of year, things are quieting down. But mm-hmm. in the month of December, they'll pick right up again when we do our Christmas show. Oh, okay. So we put on a Christmas show every year. And Bunratty is absolutely thriving at Christmas time because we have our Santa and our Christmas experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been going on now for about 12 years and just people come back again and again and again and again to visit Bunratty so we, we found that you know pe- people love to have um, something different to do at mm-hmm. night time so we decided you know we'll do a Christmas show rather than just doing our standard banquet we'll do a Christmas show and it's absolutely wonderful. It's, it's, it's just an evening to kick back and you know, sing Christmas songs mm. and really enjoy the ambience of the castle. And uh, yeah, people absolutely love it. So people come, you know, local people, business people, companies, you know, so it's, it's open to everyone. People use it as their Christmas night out. Oh, nice. Their, you know, their, their club night out. So, yeah, it, it's really enjoyable. Christmas nights out uh, here in the States just don't have uh, quite that ambience. <laughs> Oh, do they not? Well, we don't have the castle. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I suppose not. Yeah. But, but you do have two other castles that run um, medieval banquets. Now, they're, they're only, is it April through October, is that yeah, correct? April through October, that's correct. So at, at Napole Castle, um, that operates right through April to October at 6.30 p.m. And Napogue is called, it's, it's the, in Irish, it's the Hill of Kisses. Mm-hmm. It's in the village of Quinn. It's a really beautiful castle. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's all on the one level, so you're not climbing right. stairs. So it's, it's, while the castles have a similar format in that how, they, we, how we welcome people, how the entertainers are dressed, that's similar between all the castles. Mm-hmm. And the format then of, you know, you have your your four-course meal followed by your entertainment. But the theme of the entertainment is different in all castles. Okay. So in Napogue, you have a mixture of choral singing along with dancing. And there we actually, what's really interesting about it as well is that when the guests arrive, um, we tell them that we have four kings and queens who mm-hmm. are, say, in order in the castle. So, but... These four kings and queens each represent uh, the provinces because we have four provinces mm-hmm. in Ireland. We have Munster, Leinster, Ulster, and Connacht. But at every banquet, there's always one who's done something <laughs> annoyed one other of the of the kings. So there's one king who's out of favour. So people really enjoy the banter in that. And uh, and what's wonderful, I think, about our medieval banquets is that you know we engage with our visitors too, and that right. they are part of the program. They get to engage to become the earl and the lady on, on the evening or the king and queen on the evening mm-hmm. and we also take um, you know one of our visitors from the audience and we put them in the dungeon um, <laughs> and they have to as you can imagine sing to their supper <laughs> <laughs> so they really enjoy that which yeah. is which is always fun yeah um, yeah it is <laughs> You know, unless you're chosen to go into the dungeon, which yes, you better. No, no, I don't. There you, are you others who seem to really enjoy that. Oh, you should hope you have a good singing voice, or else you yes, might end up absolutely. there all evening. Yes. Now, with with the uh, the evening events and the daytime events and and the holiday events, I I would imagine there are some very busy times to visit 
as well as maybe some times that are a little less busy? Or are you working um, kind of as the, the new events manager? I know I've seen a lot of new things coming up at Bunratty right. Castle that I haven't seen before. I think there's some yeah. falconry coming up That's or right. just yeah. happened. Well, what's happening? Yeah, it's been, it's been going on right throughout the season. So while we would have our natural programs um, seasonal activities like we would have Harvest Day, as you know, Halloween's coming up with mm-hmm. Christmas. <clears throat> Excuse me, we have uh, Easter events. Um, you know, so we would program th- all those standard events that would happen every year, but I'm also programming new events. So, for example, I put one on there just uh, a couple of months ago called The Shaping of a Nation, and this involved um, bringing in, you know, the people who, say, people who are interpreting the Irish experience at various kind of battles or various okay. events throughout history. So we even had the American Civil War um, figures there. Mm-hmm. And so we would have, you know, the, the Napoleonic period, the medieval period, the Irish Civil War, the, as I said, the American Civil War, um, the Congo, all of these various periods where Irish people had a significant impact okay. and where they played a role. And, you know, people may not be aware of the role that was played. So it's, it's, very, it's done in a very... Um, on people dressed in in their uh-huh. costumes for the period, and they engage with our visitors and they tell them about well, this is what happened at this time, and they might do some reenactments of some fighting. So we had some great, uh, even the ladies reenacted uh, some medieval fighting as it w- would have oh, been wow. done, and you know, and also from the, from the Bondage period. So. Yeah, it was, it was very engaging, very visual, you know, very tactile, um, even cooking each, uh, so each, it was kind of, um, it was formulated in such a way it was like a, a camp, so each mm-hmm. period had its own tented area, like a camp, okay. where you went to visit the soldiers and the lady, the women who were working there. And uh, so in that, uh, in that way, we're reflecting, another way of reflecting history. Um, so of other events where we demonstrate, say, falconry, archery, and our visitors get to engage in that. They get to meet the birds. They get to, you know, wear the glove, the leather glove, mm-hmm. and have the falconry, have the bird fly, fly into their hand, into their arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to, you know, engage in archery and learn about the arch, the art of archery. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm. Um, Trying to think what other events we've had, <laughs> events, uh, new events that we've added this year as well, which, which I, you know, I will continue to do. Um, so it's been very exciting. Yeah. It, it is, and it's. I, I love the fact that you know you you stay true to Irish culture. You stay true to you know what makes um, the Irish and Ireland so you know, magical yeah. almost yeah. to to those yeah. of us who aren't there and and you also use that to draw in um locally as well mm-hmm. and and to really just just keep things fresh which makes you know which makes a visit different every time yeah absolutely yeah and i mean it, i'm i'm amazed myself at times when we know we created the event called shaping of a nation where we i learned so much about periods that the Irish were involved in that, you know, I, I didn't necessarily know mm-hmm. that the Irish had made an impact, say, during the Civil War, or that the Irish made an impact um, in the Congo. Right. So, um, you know, so these, it, it's amazing. So I think the Irish people have engaged where freedom and, 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 and the whole ideals attached mm-hmm. to freedom are, are important. So where they, where they went to help people to 
achieve, you know, mm-hmm. a, a certain objective. And I think no greater objective than, than freedom, you know. Oh, I love that. And, and I think that's a wonderful place for us to kind of start wrapping things up. Now, obviously, a lot of your um, attractions are located in the west of Ireland, basically from Limerick to Galway Bay and through County mm-hmm. Clare. Um, mm-hmm. So without mentioning any of your wonderful attractions, if somebody were coming to visit the west of Ireland in the Shannon area, what three other places would you recommend that they not miss after after visiting Shannon Heritage locations? Mm, you're really putting me in the spot, Jody. I am. I'm going to ma- ma- make you work for this one. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think naturally everyone's going to have the Cliffs of Moore mm-hmm. on their list. Um, the Cliffs of Moore and, and obviously the burn, because I don't think you should do. You should you can't visit the Cliffs <laughs> without seeing, seeing the burn. Right. Um, so I, I almost think that's a given, so I don't even think that's part of the street. Um, we can count it. We'll, um, we'll let you have the easy yeah, one. I think, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, but are there any hidden spots maybe in those areas that people might... You know, they they well, might look know, and and be like, okay, yeah. yeah, there's rocks. Let us get through this. Um, yeah, well, Loch Gur is actually a fantastic attraction, and it you know, is. it's in it's 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 inland, but it's really really wonderful, and and that's dealing with an era of five, going back five thousand years in history, and how the Irish lived, you know, there by the by the loch, the loch mm-hmm. meaning the, the lake. And there's a wonderful interpretation there. Um, so I, I think, you know, the Hunt Museum in Limerick is wonderful. You know, when you're talking about mm-hmm. city, city attractions. Um, I don't know what I hadn't prepared for this journey. I know, I surprised you. It's okay. I'm, it's okay. I'm, You've I'm, got I'm three. I'm trying to think where, where do I have to go. I mean... Um, well, I, oh yeah, when we're when we're mentioning the Cliffs of Moher, mm-hmm. would you believe at the weekend I did this wonderful walk? So there's this wonderful walkway from Liscanner to the Cliffs of Moher, mm-hmm. and you can also do it from the Cliffs of Moher to Doolan, and it's it's uh, hugging the coastline. It is so beautiful. Even my son Dara, who's 17, he did the walk with me, and he said, "Mom, this is wonderful." So it's when a 17-year-old boy, <laughs> says, you know, and he kept taking photographs on his phone, and he was just so taken with the, with the walk um, and and it's 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 a pathway that has been made you know for people to enjoy mm-hmm. it so and it's you know it's it, you know we, we need to ta- thank also the landowners because they right. have land and cattle attached to that whole area so the, so it's been it's been made safe to walk um but it is it is very engaging. I mean, you're practically hugging the, the Atlantic Ocean as you do the walk. So, uh, you know, I would certainly advise people to do that walk. That's an um, excellent recommendation. I'm so glad you yeah. mentioned that one because it is yeah. it is so easy to to rush through the area and think that if you've seen the cliffs from, you know, you climb, you look left, you look right. I've seen the cliffs. Yeah. I'm done. Um and, and it is just so important to really slow down a little bit and take the time for those experiences. So I'm so glad you mentioned that one. Yeah. So, well, oh, in terms of the other I was standing. <laughs> no, no, those were brilliant. Those yeah. were brilliant. Well, yeah. I I want to thank you for taking the time. I've I've taken up a large chunk of your time and and I do want to thank you because I know you're busy right now getting ready for Halloween and your big mm-hmm. celebrations at Bunratty and um, King John's Castle. 
So I wish you all the best with those. I know that Bun Ratty is a fabulous event. We did it a couple of years ago. And, and so I know there'll be lots of fun to be had there in the right. Shannon area soon. Right. Well, you're a great advocate of Ireland, Judy, and of our area region. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, you've been, been very kind in all your comments. So it's, it's been great. <laughs> I tell only the truth. You have you have wonderful, wonderful attractions. So again, Marie, thank you so much for taking the time. I so appreciate it. Lovely. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Marie Brennan from Shannon Heritage. If you've not visited any Shannon Heritage sites, do check out their website, shannonheritage.com, and you will find out all the information right there. Of course, I do have a lot of information about Shannon Heritage sites at Ireland Family Vacations, and I will be sure to link those in the show notes. So I hope you'll check those out as well. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, Slanga Fold.